Hello, this is David Snyder, President of Baptist International Missions Incorporated, welcoming you to today's broadcast of Moments for Missions under the direction of our Vice President, Dr. J.B. Godfrey. Last week and this week I've been talking about primarily training national believers all across the world and even one day we talked about training our U.S. servicemen and women as they serve in their various capacities around the world. And I want to talk today about doing that same thing in Southeast Asia. And Thomas Kane's been one of our missionaries for over 25 years, and he shares this with us. After a major military operation, an after-action report shows successes and failures and shows where improvements are needed. If we consider the evangelization of India as a major operation, then we should be able to look back and see successes and failures and see where improvements are needed. The concentration of this article is on India and other countries in that part of the world, but should have application across all of Southeast Asia. There are many Bible institutes, colleges, and seminaries across India and some of the other countries as well. Many provide a free education for no cost to the students with tuition, books, food, and housing. Surely this type of evangelization operation should show great success. This is the big picture, the strategic picture, but we also need to look at the tactical situation as well. This is where the individual fights the battle. Well, the strategic situation, that is a view of missions from an overall perspective, the history of Christianity in India begins in 52 AD when the Apostle Thomas is believed to have arrived in the country. And for the purpose of this article, we'll start in 1881 and move forward. The percentage of the population that was Christian in India in 1881 was 0.7%. There's a chart that shows the percentage of Christian population in India up to 2021, and it's based on each subsequent 10-year census. Two and three-tenths percent of the current population of India equates to around 32 million Christians in India. As a comparison, in the United States, around 45 percent of the population claims to be Christian. In contrast to the percentage of Christians, Hindus make up 80% of the population, and Muslims make up 14% of the population. These percentages tell part of the story, but there are other factors that explain more about the static and declining numbers. Many Christians in India hold beliefs and engage in practices not traditionally linked to Christianity. The percentage of Christians in India who believe in karma, that is, believing in fate, is about 54%. Those who believe in the Ganges River and its purifying power is about 32%. Those who believe in the reincarnation, that is, a rebirth of the soul, is about 29%. Those who celebrate Holi, the Hindu festival of Krishna, is about 25%. And those who wear a bindi, that is, a decorative mark worn by Indian women, is about 22%. Indian churches most often identify with lower castes and poor people. And lower caste Christians are more likely to believe in evil spirits, about half of them, dark magic and witchcraft, about 28%, and an evil eye, 33%, that is, believe in a superstitious curse or legend. From a strategic view, these things are not going well. 
It could be said that the state of Christianity all over the world is not going well. In a striking comparison, the percentage of Hindus in the country is dropping as well. Now, dear listener, please come back and I'll continue this article tomorrow. You've been listening to Moments for Missions. For further information, please write to BIMI, P.O. Box 9, Harrison, Tennessee, 37341, or call us at 423-344-5050. Or you can visit us online at www.bimi.org. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.